0: Welcome to Hi-Fi for Hemp. I am Martin Lindeskog. Hi, Adam. Hi, Martin. How are you today? How will Fine. Yourself?
1: I couldn't be better. It's a beautiful Sunday here in Southern California in San Diego County in the town of Ramona. And I had a great morning. It's just perfect weather as we reach to the fall. It is season. This is harvest forward, forward for us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Fall forward. Remember Couple of weeks, we're all going to have to change our clocks. But uh, how are things going for you, Martin? It must be getting dark and sweet. Is that true?
0: Yes, it's going good. And uh, this morning, I didn't take my CBD oil, so I have to take a capsule right now before we started. So oh, you're taking the quick path. So if the CBD yeah. starts to affect you, well, yeah. no,
1: this is an experiment. Good for <laughs> you. Good for you. So if you're joining us for the first time, you're watching it for the first time. Martin and I are exploring the emerging industry of industrial hemp, not just CBD and cannabinoids, that we talk about that a lot because it's quite popular. But we also talk about the industry of hemp and the other products, the clothes, the building materials, the papers, the incredible economy that exists. And we say emerging economy because uh, there's a lot more freedom now that it's being repositioned as a product that's legal in many nations, not everywhere, right? It was stigmatized for a long time. You It was illegal, but little by little, that's opening up and hemp as a product has been part of our culture for thousands of years. In fact, it was the main product for most of the sails. The sails, as in the ships, that was how we used to get things and move things. You know, the big ships, right? If you're talking about the 1800s and 100 years ago, more, 150 years ago, 200 years ago, right? Those big sails, they were hemp sails. So that it's it's got this incredible rich history that was silenced there was a prohibition and it's slowly melting away so we're so happy that you are here with us today to 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 talk about something that shouldn't have a taboo around it it's a useful amazing plant and there's a lot of great stories a lot of great businesses a lot of great opportunities and also there's a lot of things you got to watch out for because you know you can spend a lot of money on these products and just buy the wrong thing and uh, or get taken so we're here to help you with those decisions and we're discovering it ourselves so how's that
0: for an introduction yes that's a good one and we have to keep repeating it because you said it's going in the right direction in one way but today i did this start so we are doing like this impromptu episode in a way and see what's going. But I think we have experience as podcasters and also interested in this area and this field. And we take it organically and slowly. But I did then a search on the big search engine, Google, but also on DuckDuckGo. And I, I searched on industrial hemp. So I, I want you to get some, you know, comments and feedback and input from you. And we'll see where this conversation would lead here.
1: So, right. right. And be- mm. before we get to that story and that I, I'm yep. super excited to talk about this, Good. I just want to mention for everyone who's listening to live, right? So if you're list- watching this on Facebook, you're watching this on HAPS, you can leave us a comment and we will actually see it. And we want to thank Melanie Fay for being so brave and having the courage to say, I love hemp. I use hemp hand cream and hemp soaps and all kinds of stuff like that. Way to go, Thank you for sharing that. And she's done it for years and it's a wonderful product. I, I want to just kind of add to that. Like last week, I went to my wife's parents' house. And, and so these are uh, the ab- abuelitos that live down the hill. They live here with us in, in San Diego. The sweetest couple you ever met. And I went down and we, I went to use the bathroom. And in the bathroom, there was hemp hand cream. And it was excellent. And there's nothing weird about it. It was just hand cream,
0: right? But it was I so have- good. It was really well-produced. Yeah. I have it right now because I burned myself on the oven yesterday. Yeah. So, so I put it on... Uh, yeah, oil is really yeah. good
1: for that kind of stuff. It, the skin really responds well to it. But anyway, I'm going to hand it back to you. I,
0: I have yeah. a bad habit of taking it. It's all good. I like it. And that's why, I mean, again, uh, reaching out here, the fifth episode with, with you, Adam, and the six in total, including my trailer. And that absolutely. to hacks. Thanks to HAPS, uh, we all know uh, have this show together. Yeah, and thanks to HAPS, we are going to be the voice of the hemp industry here on HAPS. HAPS. Yeah, the rational voice because That's I, right. I the see, rational, see, uh, thoughtful voice. That's right. Yeah, I, I have uh, like a, a bit issues with it, but as as you said, but I've been in it for a long time. It is going in, in one way in the right direction, but it's also complicated when bureaucrat politicians and regulators are in place, according to my view. And recently you said that, and we'll come back to that, about the bill in California. But I wanted to see, you know, this misconception and other things when you search on Google. So I searched on industrial hemp. And the first thing I, depending on where you're located, I got one from in Swedish and English. And it's called the Swedish hemp industry. So even here in Sweden, it's starting to getting forces together because we are part of the European uh, Union. So it's okay to produce industrial hemp. But here it's this thing with this THC and so on that we'll come back to. But they had recently a in conference in, in May about uh, what is industrial hemp and description and uses and so on. So I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. And the one that I put on the capsules here, Let's Hemp, they were one of the sponsors there. But lots of information there. So, but if you would search on industrial hemp, Adam, that that search will not come up because it's another IP, you know, location. But the one that probably you will find is the agriculture marketing resource uh, and it seems to be linked to some university, was it Idaho or some other things. And there was saying about how you produce industrial hemp. And the thing is what I reflected on, and we'll link to that in show notes, was that you have to get the permit from the drug agency in order to, to produce industrial hemp. Is that? Correct. It can be. It depends on the state, but okay. that is, that is correct. And
1: uh, there's a lot of permits so then to grow, yeah. to grow, to grow a plant that's being primarily used for either hand cream or for clothes, perhaps the, it's the oil. Remember, uh, industrial hemp is very different than the hemp that is grown for either CBD oil or cannabis that is grown for marijuana, for medical marijuana. While it's all the same family. The industrial hemp generally is from the sativa plant. Mm. There's, there's a few different variations of the plant, but the two that are most well-known are sativa and indica, right? And indica is the plant that they use for medical marijuana. It's very heavy, very, very potent, high in THC. The sativa that is used for industrial hemp, one of the major differences is, is in the way it grows. Okay. So in, in. Indica, which is not what we're talking about here, uh, is a plant that grows wide, like a bush, not very tall, maybe three, four feet tall, but wide. And if you clip the branches, you can get many different sprouts and you can get a big, wide bush, you know, kind of like rotund round thing. Whereas It's the opposite for industrial hemp that grows high, uh, taller than you or I, six, Mm -hmm. seven, even eight feet tall, this long, tall stalk. And so the fields that we see, and we have industrial hemp fields right in my town in Ramona, as you go by, you know, you go by them, you can't see because they're so tall until they cut them back down to the ground again. And the reason why they grow them so long is because the fiber, they want the long Shreds of fiber, then to be turned into a twine or a jute or a, uh, you know some kind of uh, string that they can then weave into whatever. Now, for the oil for hemp oil, they generally use the seeds. So the plant, like when you're growing cannabis for marijuana, you don't want seeds. You don't want the seeds, right? You want sinsemillas or plants without seeds. All right, so those, those are the frustrated females without seeds. So they just keep budding and budding and budding. Those are the ones that get the most potent. But with industrial hemp, it's the complete opposite. They want all the seeds they can get because the seeds are turned into uh, seed pods, which you can eat, or they crush them to make the seed oil, you know, for hemp oil. And those have no, no CBD in them. What they do is they get the seeds, they use that for the oil, but then the flour is what's used to make the CBD oil. That's why it's generally a little more expensive because the flour takes a little more processing.
0: So does that, does that all make sense to you? Yes, it, it does. And I uh, try to, I think I get the hang of it, but I see it the risk of how uh, you could get confused. But the good thing is that we have an opportunity here. And that's what I said recently here in Sweden, and it was a book published on what's hemp and what's CBD and what's the difference in Swedish. So another thing, this is not related to industrial hemp, but it was a youth political organization called, you could call them conservative in in a way, but they they call themselves moderate party, but the right, right party. And the youth organization wants them. They want to put the, you know, a proposition that it will be legal for cannabis. But you know, the regular party they are very strict. So I see uh, in in the future this this force, especially with industrial hemp, will not be able to be stopped. It will we will have it, as you said. As a regular uh, products, like almost like aloe vera. So, yeah.
1: do you really believe that though? Do you believe that the youth party will eventually become the the party and that the rules will, will disappear? No. Oh, like- then,
0: often later, when they grow up, so so to speak. <laughs> they, yeah. They, they have to be in the, according to the whip, uh, the political whip. But it's interesting to see that they, they dare to talk about it because here in, in Sweden and other places in Europe, it's very stigmatic and, and taboo. But in other parties in Europe, like in Holland, in Denmark and some other things, it's more the open. UK too. It's becoming yeah, UK. More open, and, right? and so Melanie Melody, uh, uh, Melody commented. She yeah. said she's yeah.
1: from the UK and she can buy hemp at the body shop, you know, which yeah. is you know the body shop is in every mall, every main street, you know, that's mm-hmm. a body shop, right? So they they said I can buy hemp products in my CVS, my drugstore, my my local supermarket. So, but that's a completely different product. The hemp seeds yeah. you can eat, you can buy them in your health food store, right?
0: And then for uh search here, I found five takeaways from California's new state industrial, you know, a bill. So that was taken from uh, cannabis uh, legalization, something. So that maybe could be interesting to have you seen any, you know, news or... Well, there is
1: big news. So we talked about, so two episodes ago, we talked about this bill, AB 45, that was in legislation here in the state of California. That was the most sweeping legislation to provide some regulation around hemp industrial hemp and, and the use of CBD and things like food and beverages, making it legal. Now, you have to follow all of these regulations which have been established, which makes it more difficult to sell those products. And some of the problems is that smokable CBD was not included or smokable hemp, I should say. So, for example, if you were uh, creating a hemp that was for smoking and that is a product that was not possible to sell in-state you could sell it to other states but even if you grow it here you couldn't sell it to your neighbor right so that is now the law and many there are many companies that create an alternative to marijuana it looks just like marijuana and i'll show you some right but uh, it is not it is hemp right and it has no thc delta nine it might have thc delta eight, which is a different kind of THC, but uh, that is, that is part of hemp. That is not part of the illegal THC that is in marijuana, right? And, yeah. and it's not nearly as potent. It doesn't, it's, not, it's non-psychoactive, right? But it, you get all the other benefits, all the CBG and the other cannabinoids by using it. It's just, instead of using it as a lotion or losing it as an oil or a tincture, you're using it as, as a tobacco. So you smoke it. Well, people would argue, I oh, should put smoke in your lungs. I would agree. For some people, like or a vape cartridge right right so like something like say one of these right so you know this is like a typical cartridge you would see for tobacco products this is the oil that's in here is actually hemp oil right it's 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 actually just hemp oil in here and it's totally smokable to get the benefits of the cbd the cb the cbg the cbn all of the great cannabinoids broad spectrum cannabinoids that are in there and it doesn't make you all weird. You might feel an effect in your body. Many know that CBD will help you with things like inflammation, anxiety. Some, some people don't have any effect at all, but for some, it does like myself. So it's quite useful and quite convenient. So the reality, though, is that now, while uh, it is more difficult for many of these companies to operate because things have been regulated, so that means that everything has to be tested. And if you buy anything uh, and you're going to put it in your body, you want it to be tested, independently tested, so you know what's in it. That's the problem is an unregulated, completely unregulated market. Um, There's no guarantee what you're buying is what you're getting. So while it does create costs and complexity to getting the products out there, it creates a bit of uh, safety and efficacy. So you're going to get products that are safe to use. And if you're ingesting them, you know, there's a big difference between putting something on your skin versus inhaling it in your lungs. So anyhow, this was signed by our governor into a law this week and things really didn't change that much. In fact, I did an experiment. I went out and I purchased some smokable hemp which is technically illegal to sell from a company in California to me. And it arrived just on time from, uh, uh, this, this great company. Bud Pop is a company in LA. So they're our neighbor. Thank you, Bud Pop. And they have a beautiful product and it's really nice. It came in this nice little pouch here and I can show you what it looks like. If you're watching, you know, basically looks just, looks just like the real thing, right? But that is hemp. That is not a cannabis or medical marijuana. This is actually just hemp, right? It's pungent too. When I open this bag, I'm sure even my neighbors could promise. Oh, it's very funky, but it's, it's, it's effective. It's good. And, you know, it's non-psychoactive, yet it is a very effective way to get the benefits of the cannabinoids. So, for example, if you, those, like those capsules that you take, Those are great, but they're inside a capsule that has to dissolve inside your body, and then it has to go through your stomach, into your bloodstream, into your liver, and then it gets out to everywhere. And it could take, it could take an hour, an hour and a half, two hours to get the effects of what you've taken when you take a capsule. Also, if you've eaten anything else, or if you haven't eaten, it'll change the way that it affects you because that's all being mixed with all the other stuff that's going through your stomach and your system and into your liver. If you take this and you smoke it, it goes directly, it goes directly and you feel it immediately. And so, you know, you'll feel if you're feeling, say, some back pain or some inflammation or a headache, it'll just start to make you feel a little more at ease, and yeah. more relaxed. At least that's what it does for me, That especially when I'm feeling stress. It's a, it's a great neutralizer for me just to bring me back down. So I'm the happy, normal person like you've seen it. <laughs>
0: that's good.
1: But yeah. so the, the reality is that nothing's changed and I'm I'm not sure if it was entirely legal that I got this sent to me, but they sent it and I did it all through the mail.
0: So yeah, says you know, right. according to the takeaway there, the point three here, inhalable inhale, hemp and for now, smokeable and inhalable hemp products are prohibited, but only until the state legislature establish a tax or. Tax That's support. right. And so let's make this distinction. It's not that they have anything
1: against inhalable products, right? What they have is they don't have a tax structure in place and they want to tax inhalable products at a higher tax structure than Mm anything else. Just like cigarettes. It's all because of the money. It's greed that is keeping- Greed is good, but it's uh, the state uh, and they want- Yeah, increase least the state. That's right. Yeah. So we got to wait and that, that, but there's a lot of demand, so they they want to push this through, but it might not be until like June or July, or it might take like six months, I think, until we get enough meetings and enough votes and enough everything, so it's all in play. But I guess some of the companies haven't gotten the message, so they're still selling. I think they're going to sell until they get their hand slapped. But now it's not like, it's not like a, a felony anymore, right? So they're not going to get sent to jail. They're just going to say, hey don't do that, you know, and only if it's enforced. That's another thing about the states too. If you go from state to state to state, how laws are enforced can be very differently. You know, there's a certain like local, local style that comes into play. And one of the dumbest things you can do, folks, one of the stupidest things you can do, and I'm sorry, I got to say it this way, but people go on road trips and they pack hemp with them or that cbd with them and then they drive across up so if you're in say you wanted to go to texas right to get to texas from from california you need to drive through arizona and new mexico well the laws are different there <laughs> and in texas all of this stuff is illegal it's by state law mm. so if they pull you over and they catch you oh but it's legal federally no it's not in the state and they can put you in jail and impound your car so do not travel with these products use sure. in your home. use them in yeah. your house but when you get to a state you no follow that state's law and if they say it's illegal it's legal there's
0: okay you know, you're going to spend the night in jail <laughs> or in long put up with it map when I'm visiting USA again then. Yeah, there are that, green states the and there are red states. That's right. So we have to have a map that maybe could be a merchandise in the future, you know? Exactly. I mean, you know, the, all the it's
1: okay in places like Florida and Oregon and Washington state, California, no problem, even in Nevada. Okay. But when you go into some places. In the middle midwest and the south it's not okay and you know in alabama mississippi all those places man you can get in a lot of trouble just for a mild traffic stop or even they're just giving you directions and they hint the smell of something or you have a track or you have a light out on your car and they can just pull you over tear your car apart find that product in your medicine bag and send you to jail for a long time. So, you know, do not travel is my advice, you know, go, go with the local law. When you get there, get it if you can get it, but do not travel. Do not cross straight state lines. You can sell and buy across state lines if it's regulated, you know, but then that's going through shipping containers and you don't have to worry about it. But in your car, physically or walking across the border, I would be very, very careful. I do not recommend yeah the hassle
0: so what we have to try to lobbying in a positive way that will change over overall every state in the long run Yeah, you don't think about it if you have your your medicine that you need or like supplements or if you have food with you because now you could have that's one of the takeaways also with new labeling for food and you don't really think about that right otherwise if you would have something in your backpack from one state to another So as hemp is a natural thing, so, so we have to uh, look out for this and, and maybe we could have some, you know, gamification about that, uh, which state is going in the right direction and which is getting thumbs down or thumbs up and so so on. So that was, it could uh, have, it could could affect tourism, you know, but tourism
1: is definitely a thing now. People like to go here just because they can enjoy the products, you know, so we'll see, we'll see.
0: And and one now when, and uh, Melanie said that she uh, need to uh, get ready for her broadcast broadcast and buy for now and then she was interested in buying hemp clothes up the hemp so uh, thanks again for the comments there. Yeah, absolutely. Hem clothes, incredibly soft.
1: If it, not, not naturally, the, the, the hemp fiber is very rough, like, like a canvas, right? So if you think I told you all those sales were made, you think of a canvas yeah. sale, it's pretty rough, but if they if they can treat that fiber. And they can make it as smooth as silk. I've seen some now with either chemicals or a mechanical treatment where they vibrate the fiber. And so it breaks down the cell walls and it gets very, very soft and flexible. And they weave that up into a fabric and it's as soft as silk. You can get hemp shirts and hemp skirts and hemp clothing. It's very, very comfortable. Like hemp pajamas, things like that. And it's affordable. It's not expensive because hemp is abundant it grows with a lot less water, one-third the water of a normal crop like say corn mm-hmm. and think of how many products are made from corn it's only a matter of time before we align the which is totally possible is create using hemp for biofuel you can mm-hmm. convert hemp into a, a fuel actually either through hemp oil or just the the organic product can be converted into a fuel kind of like diesel so diesel mm-hmm. engines if it's if the hemp is prepped treated can be used as a source for biomaterial to run cars, even the trucks and planes, all those things. It's just not done at scale and you need to have a special engine to do it. So uh, I don't know if we'll ever see the, the potmobile, but, <laughs> but it might come someday. Right. It might come someday an airplane flying high. You know, we got run out of fossil fuel. You just can grow some more crops because it grows anywhere and everywhere with very little water. And so it's quite amazing. But Melanie Faye, thank you for commenting and being part of the show live. And she said she's getting ready for her broadcast. So if you're watching this, go on the Habs, find Melanie Faye and tell her that we sent you and go subscribe yeah. to her show too, because yeah. I'm sure High-five whatever it. she does is on top. Yeah, high five yeah. to
0: Melody. Thanks. Share some it. coins. Have yeah. coins. Yeah, with her, not with us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great, great. So, yeah, in the future, they could, um, you know, support our show in in other ways. But we're talking about bitcoins, parts of bitcoins. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly maybe.
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Are, you, you're gonna that have. One. To- I'm trying
1: to figure that one out myself, and I don't think this is the right platform to talk about how Bitcoins are aligning with podcasting 2.0 and and all of these things. And I know you're probably a few steps ahead of me on all of that. I'm aware of it, but don't know it. But I don't want to use this show as the place to talk nope. about- the whole future of podcasting, though I could go on forever. But I think that, you know, as as a medium talking about topics like this, podcasting is is the perfect medium, right? Because yeah. we can flex as the industry changes. And, and you'll see that to be the case while well, we haven't brought on any guests yet. Uh, our goal was to put a few good shows in, in the can, so to speak. Yep. So when we start to invite folks to come speak with us, they can see that we're serious about this. And this is now episode number six. I'm thinking like after episode number 257, we'll be... Re- no, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. After episode 10, maybe we'll be ready to yeah. be, guess. Okay. But I know there's Absolutely. a few guests,
0: friends of mine, that they can't wait to get on the show. Great. And we're doing it for the long run and i saw on that one that i mentioned the swedish hemp industry i saw it, we had lots of speakers and from america and from other places and also said this book uh, i want to take uh, get the water there and some others so that, that will be interesting to have oh it's
1: all over the world in the, yeah. malaysia in china, and china all across europe anywhere south america anywhere there's people there's there's hemp that for sure. But I can also share another thing about getting guests right now, at least in North America, it's season, it's season time. Everybody's they're cutting their crops they're dealing with. So you're kind of busy. It's season. And how, how often do they do uh, the crops? Well, if they're growing in greenhouses, they then it all depends on the cycle of the greenhouse, but for outdoor grown, OG, Outdoor grown for OG hemp, that's now, right? So as we move towards winter, this is the season. So so September, October is the season. And then November, December is processing. And then the spring is the, all the products, you know, are growing out for the next year. And then you'll have your inventory through. Now in warmer places, you can grow more all year round. But, you know, because of the light, right, there's less light in the winter. This is the season mm. right now.
0: And that's interesting. And we'll see here, uh, maybe like a roundup here. I did also a search on, uh, that popped up on the first page, best uh, best 10 industrial hemp podcast you must follow in 2021. Our show is not included there yet, but uh, it was um, uh, called Feed Spot. So I will check out that, what kind of resource that is. But I would love to get that list. You got to send that to
1: us and how can yeah, you get on the, that list?
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's number inter- one. Interesting uh, podcast. So we will, I will just start listening to some of them and uh, learn more. Uh, and uh, maybe we could, you know, uh, build some relationship and uh, share some knowledge and ideas and thoughts and so on. And the, f- the last one that I did was on DuckDuckGo, the alternative search engine. And where I found uh, a unique uh, search there called uh, a six-step guide to industrial hemp processing. So that was what I found on the first page when I searched for industrial hemp. So in, in, in one way, it's lots of good stuff there out there and learn about it. And it's also that you could getting a bit dazed and confused to joke. And we are here to bring bring the light.
1: Well, industrial temp, hemp, as the name suggests, is an industrial product, right? So it's not something that you grow in your backyard, you can, right? But it's really being grown through industrial processes for mass consumption. So things like greenhouses or commercial uh, yards or uh, growing fields, having uh, high-tech equipment, having high-tech processing plants, having high-tech packaging and high-tech uh, distribution channels and high-tech lawyers that can get around regulations. It's all part of that industry, right? But it, what uh, amazes us is that it's, uh, it's a growing industry. Like right now, I, I saw a stat somewhere in the, just in the state of California alone, there's close to 3,000 different brands of Whoa. hemp products right now. 3,000 different brands of active hemp products, you know, from not only from CBD and tinctures and all of the things we'd like to talk about, but also the commercial products like hemp paper and uh, hempcrete, which is a concrete that's made for building. And another one is hemp, hemp insulation. Right. So in a house, they make uh, a product out of out of hemp that is like hemp pulp, which is what they use for paper. But instead, they fill it between boards that then can be put in the house to to keep uh, your heat or your cold in your house. Right. So has the fashion industry found hemp useful? Well, there's been, well, always because and I'll tell you why, because canvas that's made from hemp is often used as The fabric, the low cost fabric that designed the first model, when you're designing clothes, you will design the suit, the dress, the shirt with a very low cost fabric before you mass produce it with the expensive fabric. Right. So absolutely. And. As I explained before, as techniques are getting better and better, uh, the machines are getting better and better to process the fiber. So it's softer and softer. We're seeing hemp fabrics that are similar to bamboo fabrics. So if you're familiar, with bamboo's been around for a while in mm-hmm. fabric. Also, think about a bamboo forest, right? All gigantic, tall, like long fibers, right? A bamboo. Very, very similar. right? Very, very similar. Yeah. yeah, so the big players like Zara, H and M, and Gap. So we're getting we're getting some messages here from Hamarstrand. Hamarstrand, thank you. Yeah, I, I have to check into that. I would imagine right now because hemp has got such a positive buzz that players like Zara, H and M, Gap, and others like that will will Forever Twenty One will get behind the hemp because you know it's there's some. A kind of very positive, socially positive association with with the whole hemp movement, right? I do not know enough to say yes or no. I used to work in the fashion industry when I first got started a long time ago. But yeah, bamboo needs a lot of water. That's right. And that's why hemp is preferable because it uses one third the water, if not more, like a quarter of the water of bamboo. But... It takes a lot more processing on the back end. So you need a lot more energy to run the machines that will treat the fiber to make it soft and then weave it. Right. So it takes a lot more processing. So and then, you know, why that's a problem is that you need a lot of energy to run those machines. And, you know, we use other fuels to run those machines. So, you know, when you look at the big picture, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. The other thing about bamboo is that, you know, a lot of the economies that produce the bamboo could really use the business. You know, so you're helping economies, whereas hemp can grow anywhere, right? So like, if you're using hemp in North America, you're probably helping the state of California because it's where most hemp is being grown. Now there are hemp forests that are going all over the United States as as the regulation is changing. But if you want to help California, and we love it, the fifth largest economy in the world, the more rich people than anywhere live here in California, send us your money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's you know that's a competition
1: yeah uh, it's like, how much run, uh, for- if you look hard yeah. enough it's really difficult you know to say you know things are good and things are not good like I don't know it's all- I don't know yeah I just try you know because it's so complicated I just try yeah. to kind of kind of vote with my heart and my head use both like intelligence but also like is it the right thing to do i try to learn about the companies before i do the impulse buy i look into who actually is is this just a brand and a white label or is this actually a company that has a stake in the market beyond just making a profit they're actually trying to make something that's going to make a difference and is the product itself better like you know buying hemp just because it's hemp and some people do that because it sounds cool right is it a better fabric if it's not comfortable no <laughs> but it's strong it's strong you know that you know more for how i would love to see more development of hemp as a composite material i would love to see hemp in cars and i know there are there is some uh, work being done there where they're creating composite material so you know think about your car your car is mostly composite plastics and other materials, they used to be all metal, right? But that those days were gone. The frame is metal, right? But the, you know, the fender, the, the hood, the doors, the, the, the dashboard, that could all be made from uh, materials like hemp, right? And so there's hemp plastics, which is another thing we need to talk about. But uh, very interesting conversation. But uh, Hammerstrand, who's watching us on YouTube live, thank you very much. High uh, high five, dude. I really appreciate the comments, and we appreciate your time and insight. And we're going to look into that. So let's Martin mark that down. Hemp in the fashion industry. Let's yeah. do that as a
0: and as, and I have sure. a shot yeah, and I have a shout out there to a person called Elizabeth Berwick, and she is uh, writing a book about the fashion industry and especially from a woman's perspective. Uh, and uh, back in the day, hemp was very useful as material, but it also said the different classes. So if you have hemp products, because they were in this, you could say beige or, or natural color, that was then you could see that, that they had a certain status. If you had colorful clothes, that was with this special color in, in, in the nature that colored it red, for example, then it was much more expensive clothing. So, hemp right, Because it's more rare and, and yeah, there was more yeah. processing involved back then, yeah. right? Dyes, paints were expensive? Yeah, the dyes. Yeah. And yeah. The, the dyes was uh, expensive and it was from taken from nature. And so, if you had red clothes, then you know it would cost lots of money to make that. But if you had hemp, like beige or rather uh, sudden color, natural colors, then you knew that it was cheaper material. So that fashion have been around and now it'll be interesting if you use hemp uh, clothing and fabric for uh, other reasons and so on. So yeah. it, well, fact it, say, no, it's more expensive because it's yeah. more
1: of a specialty product until it becomes more mass market again. And, and you know, you could eat. You've been able to buy hemp all along, hemp clothing. I know I've seen it for the last 20 years, but it's just not easy to find. And usually it was produced not here in the United States, but now it's becoming more common because it's more freely available. Speaking of clothing, if you're watching and you want to support our show, you should get one of our new high five for hemp. Shirts. Aren't these awesome with our logo here? So we've got these available. They're not very expensive on Spreadshirt.com. We'll put a link in the show notes, but if you go to highfiveforhent.com, we'll have a link there as well. If you want to support the show, that's one way. The other way is the way Mr. Hammerstrand just did. He gave us 20 Coins, or maybe it's more than 20, uh, oh, give us an yeah. award. Yeah. 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 Uh, thank you. It's like a hundred coins. Co- yeah. Thank you, man. And so if you join haps, they give you like a hundred free coins and you can use those coins to tip the folks. I think the, it is a cool equivalent of 20 cents. So thank you for the half of a or, or quarter of a cup of coffee, not at source. Here's our tea, <laughs> a half a bag of tea, but thank you. Thank you. That's super generous of you. And we really appreciate that. You know, it's a, that's a symbol that we're heading in the right direction, right? With this. And and it's so wonderful that we have a platform like Caps where we can collaborate at 5,000 miles and talk about this topic without worrying about getting in trouble, right? You know, like if, if this topic might be uh, kind of Just- pushed down or <laughs> hidden, right? Right. So we could be blacklisted. But uh, hopefully here on this platform, at least, uh, we are free to speak our mind and and share what we know. And now a lot of good ideas today, a lot of good energy. Thank you so much, Martin, for another engaging conversation about the amazing plant, um, cannabis sativa or hemp, industrial hemp, as we like to say. And that's it. I think it's probably a good time to start wrapping up. Do you have any calls for actions beyond buying a shirt? What, What do you think? What should we tell folks to do?
0: Yeah, spread the good word. Follow us, follow the podcast and go to com.
1: Yeah, do that. And I know, Martin, I really appreciate Martin's really on the edge of podcasting 2.0 and even podcasting 3.0. So I know you're aligning us to all kinds of other platforms and services to get our message out there. Mm-hmm. So this might not be the only place you can find this podcast, uh, you know, for now. Uh, certainly, this is a great way of producing it. And we'll have an audio version of this available if you go to like Apple Podcasts or any other podcast aggregator that you might choose, Google Podcasts, whatever it is. But we highly encourage you to check into Podcasting 2.0 and looking for one of those other podcast players that enable, will enable us to do things like have live polls or show pictures in the audio feed only. Other than that, we can always do things cool here in the live feed as we record the show on how and across the other platforms like Facebook, like uh, Twitch. We're on Twitch. We got a comment from Twitch, but I think it was a bit of a spam. It says, if you need real free and high quality service to increase your viewers, <laughs> whatever." <laughs> you get those a lot, right? Somebody who yeah. wants to sell us something on Twitch, but hey, they're using Twitch. You know, at least somebody's watching. I there's yeah. someone else. on Facebook. But, I want- yeah. yeah. Twitter, yeah, Facebook and Twitter. And eventually, uh, hopefully, we'll be on LinkedIn, right? Eventually yeah. when they hook that up, right? You're setting that up, right? Is that what you're doing in the background? You're working with the HAPS <laughs> team to set up the relationship with Yeah, them, okay, I know, yeah. Nagging them. Yeah, tell Pablo. <laughs> Are you watching, Pablo? I don't think he is, though. No, and then also, uh, hey, because we're doing a cabal of, Blah. I can't speak. Since we're doing a collaboration on HAPS, nominate us for Stream of the Week, right? I'm not sure how you do that, but I know they have the Stream of the Week show, and I'm certain that this conversation is worthy of stream of the week. I think so on HAPS. This is powerful, useful information as it always is in my conversation with you, Martin. I'm I thankful you stayed, like to stay up late to talk to me. So anyways, thank you, Martin. Have a great week. Thanks, and we'll, we'll talk to you in like two weeks, right? We'll do this yeah. we do this every two weeks. I'll be streaming here and Martin will be streaming here in HAPS. So if you want to hear from us, just check us out on our channels, doing other things. But this topic we will put to bed for two weeks and come back and have more fun stuff to talk about and Definitely markdown, down haps in the fashion industry. Yeah. And the big players, retail players, we want to know. So we'll check into that. We'll get back to you on that. So thanks for the idea. Nice. 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 Adios, muchachos.